And I don't want the players to get hurt or go on the COVID IL. But in 2021, it's a different, and my fantasy teams are in hell. Yes, my fantasy teams are in hell. This is Dingers, way more than fantasy baseball. We keep it real when we talk and knock it straight out the park. <laughs> Let's see the stats. What's the average draft position? What kind of plays you making? Check the wins above replacement. Check the lineups and the points. This I gotta see. What's your path to victory? Are they aiming for a dynasty? Get points going head to head. Please don't do me no favors. We're always watching waivers. Ain't no minor league. This is major. Yeah. Dingers. Let's go. Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Albert Pujols that wins you championships. That's why week in and week out, we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. Tyler Childs joined again from the murder room, which you can now see in crystal clear HD. Why do you Robbie sound like you're like joined again? Like what? What that, I, I need people to understand my enthusiasm for you being joining me. <laughs> that didn't sound enthusiastic. You are lucky I don't have the rimshot soundboard because um, I would be making it rain tonight. And I, I am sorry if there's any little bits and bobs of noise here. I'm just trying to slide some of these new fancy cables that I've got out of the way so I don't accidentally hit them. Um, but welcome to you as well, Ty. You welcome me all the time. Welcome to you. Um, how is life? I feel, I feel welcomed. Good. Well, that, that wait. Do you want me to show you how you do it? Three, two, one. And Ty, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here again from the sports library that you record in with a See, tool chest in the background. That's why I love doing this because I I'm constantly learning from you. <laughs> Good, <laughs> like everyone that's listening. Um, but let's. Uh, well, I don't know. Do we do we want to? Do a little small talk, or do we want to just go straight to the dick and drink? <laughs> I got it stuff. A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles. In some of these bottles, they put juice or milk, and that was stupid. Today, only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon. Because good advice only comes in a bottle. Oh, there it is. For our friends, Basil Haydens. Getting some press time. Waiting for that check in the mail and or free booze. Should be coming yeah. soon. But Yeah, you know Waterloo what? Dark. You know what this is, Ty? You know what What's this that? is? This is the last one. And I'm not... Mm. There, there is no possible way for any more. I've collected them all. I've got... The six, seven, seven empty 12 packs down here. The rest are upstairs in the garage. I am done. Waterloo Dark, you want me to promote you anymore? You want me to drink you anymore? Monetize me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody, by the way, like, like the auto just poured the last one out for all the other homies you drink. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been a bad idea, actually. Um, but it is nice to know that I'm actually going to be done because I was like, oh, I'm done. And then I found more. I found more, I think, three times. And the worst was that I found 
seven in what I thought was an empty 12 pack. And as I had said once before, you're never angry when you find something that you enjoy. It's just that it's been so much of it, so much of it. And I would like more varieties. It's not, you know, I'm not a Labatt blue drinker, uh, you know, mostly can it's not just one drink that I'll just pound over and over and over again. I like a little flavor. And as we had talked about before, the only time I really drink is when we're podcasting or when I'm doing a bit of show prep or when I'm hanging out with my son or when I'm driving. So it's not that often that I'm, you know, beer in hand. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to enjoy this last one as we go through tonight. And tonight, tonight's episode, we're going to cover um, news on, you know, what's going on in baseball as far as injuries. We've got who's hot, who's not. And then we're going to, we're going to do more prospects tonight. We're going to talk about the guys that are up. Do we care? Do we not? And um, avoid the panic button situation that, that, we are seeing in the fantasy industry elsewhere. So we, we know you're seeing it because if you're listening to us, you're, you're plugged in. Um, but first Ty, let's do a little debrief on the amazing opportunity that was pre presented to us through the clubhouse app that people who follow us on Twitter at dingers pod, uh, follow you at tourney boss and follow myself at Robbie baseball. One will have seen us posting over the past week or so. Um, so you want to kind of walk everybody through what occurred for us and how we feel. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was a, a really cool opportunity Clubhouse provided to us. And if you're not familiar, Clubhouse is an audio only app where you can create just really open-ended conversation. And so we were selected as part of the Creator First program. And there's a series of 60 uh, shows that are going through their pilot episodes as we speak. We're one of two that I know of sports uh, themed events uh, that are going on. And last night we got to go on live in front of everybody on the app right in Clubhouse HQ. So we learned a lot last night. It was it was a unique experience. We had a big panel and, and we let in some, some moderators that we wanted to share the experience with. And that's what we're trying to do, right? And I think that's something that we did well last night. Now there's things we learned, right? There's things we would maybe do differently a day after. So if anyone from Clubhouse is listening, we have some cool things we want to try <laughs> differently moving forward. But it, overall, it is a contest, right? And that's the idea is to to get out there and get promoted and be part of what clubhouse wants to do with their content moving forward. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about what's happening in that app. I think it's in my opinion, the most engaging social platform that's out there. So Robbie, I don't know if you feel differently, but maybe we, you can kind of make your comments on what we experienced last night. And then we can maybe compare it to the experience we had on Twitter in a very similar tool. And, and we can sure. talk about that after. So maybe talk about experience last night first, and then we'll go to Twitter. Yeah, well, e even to so when you and I first when you you did the work, Ty, you you applied for this and um, got us in. So thank you for that. And I know you put in a lot of work getting the show organized and um, things arranged. And I basically just reached out to who we thought was going to be our dream panel and who we thought was going to be our dream panel are the people that we enjoy having baseball conversations the most with that we also think have clout within fantasy baseball and you know that list starts with you know michael govier uh chris mcbrien who's dear mr fantasy uh chris welsh from in this league ellen adair super phillies fan um i guess she acts i don't know but what she did last night was bring it and it was and, great and roast yankee fans and roast always welcome on any dingers episode like, ever absolutely awesome roasting um we also had bass player Alex Fast on with us. 
um, it was it was awesome. Like we we enjoyed it. And and Jonathan Mason uh, at Space for Mace was the moderator who's part of Clubhouse. We that's how we got really kind of hooked into Clubhouse. So I think from being part of the Blue, Toronto Blue Jays fan club, because as you know, we homer out. We're wearing the hats tonight. But um, no matter what, you know, we know Blue Jays baseball inside out and backwards. And that is what brought us to it. So the conversation last night, Ty, was supposed to be um, centered around, you know, how can you not be romantic about baseball? And we got to tell our story as to, you know, what kind of drew everyone into baseball. And we wanted to be able to to discuss amongst the panel certain questions, certain topics that we think are, are good fantasy relevant and just baseball relevant because the audience on Clubhouse, unlike Twitter, um, the audience on Clubhouse is very new and very open-minded and they need to be um, not coddled. That's not the right word, but they need to be introduced in, in the in the right manner. So we didn't want to go into, you know, a stat heavy podcast. We wanted to have a good conversation. And on Twitter, you can read everything you want. But on Clubhouse, you get to participate, which is something that I think is amazing. And something that I think some people that feel like, you know, Discord, which has a chat option, and um, Twitter that has a chat option, they seem to think that it's better there because that's what they know. You know, it's the get off my lawn old man thing. You know, I know this format, therefore it's the best, right? Like people love um, Slack. That's the the best group chat for them, right? Somebody else says, no, it's group me. And then other people like just text people. And then you've got some people who even have fantasy baseball um, group chats on Facebook. I mean, what's up with those guys? <laughs> but uh, just speaking about Ty in the home league here. But I really enjoy the fact that we can get into a room, Ty, with absolute strangers minute two of of a room that we have because on clubhouse we have a fantasy baseball club and we can get into that room and two minutes in we are are knee deep in conversation with people we've never heard of before who are bringing different things to the table you know they live in a town with a minor league team and they're so excited that they've got ball back you know we're talking to physical therapists we're talking to people who have different insights and shout out to Brian, who we, before this episode, got on real quick with a chat. About oh, yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, that was a really in-depth conversation that we got privy to that. We're going to have Brian on in a future episode to talk injuries for all you listeners out there. But anyway, yeah, and, well, just the whole the whole point of Clubhouse, in my mind, because I'm, I would not be a typical Clubhouse user if it was not for the being drawn in through the Blue Jays fan club, through you, Ty. I, it, it would never have existed to me. Um, you know, it's it's invite only at the moment. and we have been privileged to be able to invite people through um, the opportunity that we were given. And I thought that last night was, was going to be really great because we were going to talk amongst all the panel. And what ended up happening was we had more engagement from the audience, which was a really good bonus, but it took the conversation in a different direction. So it would be one of those things. If we were to re-script ourselves, it would it would just be to continue on the path we had originally started and keep going to have that panel have more discussion in addition to roasting Yankee fans and Cub fans that were in the audience and other people along the way. But it, at the end of the day, I love what Clubhouse can offer a fantasy baseball fan, an yeah. avid player. Because if you think about what you do on Twitter, you can you can DM us, the podcast myself, you can you can message or tweet at everyone, you know, a president um, and, you know, somebody with 70 million followers, somebody with two. You can at tweet at those people on Clubhouse. You can have a conversation with them. 
you know, um, I've said, you know, Dane Cook, the comedian actor, he's on Clubhouse. He's on there a lot. He pops in. He does ask me anything, says Ty found out today. That's an AMA. Um, he was not aware of that, but that's okay. Um, I don't do anagrams. Like, it's just not what I do. <laughs> I don't live in that space. Hey, I'm a spreadsheet master. So, you know, we all have our <laughs> strengths and weaknesses. Anyway, um, the app offers things that I love. So if you are like, oh, well, celebrities or whatever it is, right? But if you imagine Alex Fast is like, look, I'm going to do this thing on Twitter. Ask me any questions for the next 15 minutes. And a lot of people do that. They'll say, ask me questions, and you type it in. And they might answer 15 of them. Or if they're nice, they'll go through all of them. And like, that's great. But that takes a ton of time for both of you. Whereas you could hop into Clubhouse and have a 30-minute conversation. They can bring you up on stage. You know, just like Ty and I are talking in the podcast, we can be having a conversation. And it's very troll-free. And I think it's going to continue to be simply because if you don't have anything good to say, you will not risk being, you know, shown a fool on the app because it's not worth it to trolls who want to hide behind the keyboards or the keyboard warriors whatever term you want to use so i really like the fact that long term i think clubhouse is going to be a great way for us to produce um, content on the app you know whether we're selected in as as one of the 20 podcasts of the 60 or sorry not podcasts one of the 20 pilots of the 60 um but it's going to allow us to also continue doing exactly what we're doing today because i did have a few people who said so is the podcast going to end? Absolutely not. No, no way whatsoever. Um, in a perfect world, it would allow us more time because we could potentially be able to monetize ourselves on Clubhouse, bring that over to here and roll forward. But with Clubhouse, we would also be able to have private rooms where we could have people like you who listen, who want to do an AMA with us. And you want to get into the dirty parts of your team, right? You want to tell us about eight guys. Well, that's, well, that's the it. best spot to do it. Get exactly. in the dirt on Clubhouse. And have direct conversations and immediate feedback, right? I think that's that's the yeah. big thing, right? And and you mentioned the troll part. Like, I know there's some people going around making pig noises and fart sounds. And, like, I'm sorry. If, if that's what you do with your day is go into rooms on Clubhouse for the purpose of making fart sounds, you have some serious things you need to sort out in your life. Um, like that just screw it's up very away. similar to the people who you'll post something like you know for for us like we try to kind of limit what we do right there are some verbal diarrhea twitter accounts who will post 60 things a day and it's like i don't even know what to say anymore like you're just you're in the feed and it's a lot of repetitive nonsense like a lot of podcasts that will only tell you headlines um for the top 100 players right they don't tell you about major league baseball they tell you about uh ron lacuna every single episode four times and we're going to mention him once <laughs> but that's because he's injured not because he's rolling and if you go back over time with us we talk the least about the best players in baseball because there's an expectation that everybody that comes and listens to us is smart enough to understand the top dog so we're trying to find ways to gain incrementally in other areas and through clubhouse i think we're going to be able to continue to have those conversations and the fact that the app has so such a new crowd available and a hungry crowd available you can join in early with it so that you can participate if you are a fan of you know detroit tigers uh, michael govier just started the detroit tigers fan club last night so govier is going to lead the charge as a tigers fan talking about his team it's not yeah. fantasy relevant he's going to talk fantasy if you want to talk fantasy because you can say hey man you know love uh hey it's enrico palazzo podcast 
um, because he's awesome. He's got a ton of energy and he'll be so happy to have the conversation with you, but it's not a tweet. You know, it's not, it's not something that's left out there. Like you will talk directly to him and, and you're satisfied. And you can't get his energy in a tweet either, right? And that's the other part of it too. Like you mentioned it. That's why he does videos. Yeah, and you mentioned right? the inflection, right? Like, and I mean, that's that's a big deal. You don't get that on Twitter. So, you know, speaking of Twitter, right? Like you and I tested out the Twitter, you know, spaces or whatever the hell they call it. And, yes, because we were told that Clubhouse, you know, quote unquote sucked or it's going to get gobbled up or all these negative things. As soon as we started talking about Clubhouse, people were like, well, that's, who cares about Clubhouse? So we said, well, well, let's go check the rest out, right? Let's be fair. Let's be impartial. So, sorry, Ty. It's just not engaging. Like, you can't invite people. It's so difficult to get people into the categories and, and create discussion and enable different things within it. And and Clubhouse is obviously targeting a very specific outcome. They want to have certain conversations that are, are enabled in the application. Twitter doesn't have that. It's just basically grandstanding. That, that was my takeaway. Like if you have a big following and you want to be a superstar and you just want to let people come in and listen to you talk like so it's a podcast it's just they put it in 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 the audio format that looks something like what clubhouse is doing but it's really not engaging in any way it's just like i said it's grandstanding that that is what i see um it's built for and and you know i think hey if clubhouse is smart they can do a lot of things to change the course of social media moving forward because i think it's just such a a beautiful opportunity and I hope people realize it and give it a shot because it is, it is for sure the most engaging one that I've seen to date. In my yeah, opinion. and I, for myself, Ty, like I, I mean, I I spent a very little time on it initially up until uh, probably late March into April when I started to explore the rooms a little more and explore other things because a lot of it's business minded. But even over the last twenty four hours. I have seen um, a Chicago White Sox fan club open up Atlanta. I was in the conversation with the White Sox dudes. There's eight people in the room and someone's like, well, I'm not a White Sox fan. I just saw a baseball room. So I came in and that's just going to happen over and over and over again. And I think the idea is if we all work with each other, which we want to do and which people that are fantasy baseball analysts or fantasy baseball, you know, Twitter aficionados or whatever they want, they are. That's the idea, right? Is to build a community. But on Twitter, it turns negative so quickly with a lot yeah. of people. And we've heard, and, and we are speaking about this because we've heard several other podcasts who have gone the same route to reference Twitter. Twitter has been like what makes some people, you know, which, which grows a lot of podcasts, which grows formats. It also is a way that people can attack in a negative way, in an unjustified way. Now, if someone's an a-hole, someone's an a-hole, you can probably tell from listening to them on a podcast. Like it's the keyboard warriors gone and you can boot them. Like, and you can boot the trolls. Like you can damage their reputation on a clubhouse to the point where they're not going to be allowed back in There's banned, whatever shadow banning, whatever you want to call it, what it's going to be. But, you know, I I think it's a, it's such a, uh, you mentioned it earlier, right? It's, it's, a gold mine in the 1800s or whatever. And, yes. And I, gotta... I started the ML MILB prospects club today. And um, I said to Ty, I am a prospector and it is the 1800s on clubhouse right now. You can go and stake your claim on something. So I love talking prospects. I mean, I got RobbieBaseball.com because I felt so strongly that when I did the prospect uh, first year draft, ADP, I felt it was such a valuable tool that I just wanted a website so people could reference it. And I put the rest of my stuff on there. Ty and I do all of our own individual rankings for Dynasty. 
and a whole bunch of stuff. And I, I, I put my stuff only on there simply because I thought the ADP was valuable. And I think it is moving forward and being able to talk to people on Clubhouse and find different experiences that people have there, it'll continue. So the MILB prospects, that's something that I was able to just create. You know, you get 50 followers, boom, you start a club. So if you got an idea, you can always find us on Clubhouse and we will be, or on Twitter, wherever you, you need to get in there. And if you want to try it out, um, it's a great way to go because we get to have a conversation and I don't, we don't need to go continue to go on. We certainly hope that we are able to be picked up for this pilot season and we can progress the podcast and, you know, Waterloo Dark will pay me uh, to drink Waterloo Dark and say Waterloo Dark and at Waterloo Brewing. You know, I think I've done enough, right? I think I've done enough. Um, yeah. But I should mean, we move on? Like, what would you, how would you like to cap this part? Let's, let's just say we're very appreciative of what Clubhouse has done. We think it's not just like, we're not just saying it because we're in the program. Like we legit have had very deep conversations about what this can be and, and what it unlocks and what it removes from both fantasy baseball and just community and, and society in general, like what it can attack in terms of connecting things. And like one of the things that's going on this week is like there's Israeli and Palestinian groups like talking about how to move towards peace. Like it's crazy that that is happening in an open dialogue, right? Like, and, it, and it's just citizens or people that are, are interested in the conversation, but it, but it's transparent and up to the minute. And it's just so sincere. And that's, that's been the thing that I like about it. And we're sincerely excited about the possibilities. So I think that's a good spot to leave it. I'm also sincerely disappointed that Pujols' career is ending as a release. I don't think this is how it's going to end. Now, I, I do want to ask this. He, it's a foregone conclusion he's signing with the White Sox, no? The White Sox? Yeah, the Tony La Russa hookup. Okay. That that actually, I, I hadn't thought about the La Russa angle. I had thought about the back to St. Louis one day retire, but they needed this 10-day period to go through where he's a free agent so that they're not on the hook. Cause I, I know his contract has like front office stuff beyond it, which I'm kind of wondering if this is now a sticky situation on the last podcast. I said, let's not get into it because like there are weird things within his contract beyond baseball where he's supposed to like, I don't know if it's like the Robbie Alomar six they figure. Still have to pay him, right. So it's not as yeah, yeah, yeah. the curb and they're like, see ya. They're just like, Hey, listen, we're going to pay you to not play baseball. Right. Yes, so, but it, but it's it's also that his con- so if his contract was picked up by you know, Kansas City, um, Kansas City would then be on the hook for the rest, like all of that post baseball stuff, which is why no one was going to no, pick it up. No, yeah, exactly. That's why he went through waivers. <clears throat> so yeah, so he had to go through the full process. But that's why I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe if he's if he's like, you know what, I don't need to make any more money. I don't need to go out, you know, in this way. Like if he's already satisfied with things and he doesn't want to give it that, you know, Frank Thomas you know, time in Oakland, um, maybe he might just say, I'll sign a one day with St. Louis because then he could retire if he, if that's how he feels right. Retire as a Cardinal and he could still have the um, angels front office obligations. But if that, if that relationship has been tarnished, it's not going to affect us as fantasy whatsoever, but it's like, this is a legend. I don't want it to be like bad blood and like contracts and all this crap, because this is all the CBA stuff. Like, this is what happens when you don't have a capped system is you can have this and it shouldn't be talking about Pujols' decline. You know, it should be like the final year, right? Like this should yeah, have been a celebration. That, though. Like I just don't see it being that, right? I think if he goes to the White Sox, like this is a team that legit could win their division, should win their division, could win the World Series, right? So like, you know, you go get a guy like Pujols to be the veteran, 
And guess what? If he's not playing in September and in October, that's fine, right? Like, but now he's in your organization helping you win. A guy that's been there, one of the best of all time. Like, there's a lot of reasons Chicago makes sense beyond what he does in the field, right? So, do you I, think, I think he would take over from Larusa as manager? Because it seems like <laughs> all the White Sox fans would love Larusa out. Even just if he's a behind the scenes hitting coach, that's a huge win. I mean, there's every team in baseball should be trying to sign him for the knowledge that he has in his brain. That's it. It's and just it the is. roster spot, right? That's the problem. Not really, though. Like, not not in the AL, NL. Yes, he has no place in the NL. It's an AL team only, so that gives you about six teams that realistically might have a place for him. Well, to transition, Ty, Susugo from Tampa Bay, the 2020 free agent signing that was, what, two years, $60 million, uh, DFA'd. Tampa's corresponding move was not, of course, Juan Franco coming up or Vidal Bruyon. Um, but that, Tampa's, Tampa wouldn't do it. But anyway, I don't know. If we want to keep going on with Pujols, there'll be another time maybe we can talk about him. Yeah. After. But I think Sugo definitely <clears throat> will pass through waivers again for the exact same reason Pools did, right? Contract is yeah. just a little steep for, for what we've seen out of Sugo. Now, once he passes through, like left-handed bat um, or switch hitter, what, what is Sugo? I don't actually know. I haven't seen him play enough. It was J-Man Choi who did the little switch hitter stuff. I yeah, think Sugo is, is a righty. Righty? Yeah. So as think a right-handed bat right. with – yeah, as a right-handed bat, he might end up in no man's land. Like he might end up in – Ooh, it would be an interesting spot, like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh everybody maybe? goes. Everybody goes to Pittsburgh because we will talk about um, Todd Frazier being DFA'd, and is this yeah. the end? I think so. But um, we also saw, oh, who's the outfielder? I own him in our Real Money League, and it's like six bucks for him. Thank you. I like that you know who he is. Brian Goodwin <laughs> gets DFA'd, and who picked him up? Ty, the White Sox. <laughs> well, um, I mean, no. As yep. long as his his pecs or hamstrings or whatever don't fall off, like the rest exactly, of the field. and I think they would they would be totally fine with someone who's not ripped and not round. You know, they want the in betweener. Um, Noe Ramirez, bones like uh, Billy Hamilton. Yes, yeah. Noe Ramirez is back with the Angels. Um, Noe, I I just put the note in because I think he is the last player from the 07 draft that's still playing in MLB baseball. So I think that's kind of fun that he's still kicking around. If that believe that is correct. Um, I'm trying to think if it, or it could be, could be um, maybe I'm confusing Noe Ramirez. I don't know if I am or not with um, who's the dude was with Minnesota. He was with Tampa traded to Minnesota. Uh, now he's in Oakland closer. Four letter last name. I like. I like that. I'm like trying to convince. But anyway, there's a. Uh, um, wow, words are tough. Let's just hey, look at the. Yeah. Where is he? Uh, he's like a seventh, eighth inning guy with Oakland right now. Oh, oh man, uh, Romo. Yes, thank you, Romo. Uh, wow, that was rough. I should have known that one a lot, a lot faster. Anyway, so Ramirez, Ramirez is back. Uh, I think Ramirez pitched in the Mexican League as well. So like he's. He's a cool dude. Jordan Zimmerman retires. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, that That's could have cool. been three Correct. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach Godley, DFA'd. Uh, so, future pirate right there. And Ben Gamble is now a pirate after being DFA'd by Millie Wake. Um, and former Baltimore, w- would you call him an ace or just like an opening day starter? He was an but, ace on a bad team. Okay, Chris Tillman is looking to make a comeback. And that's just something I mean, he was know. an ace on a good team. I shouldn't say that. They were a playoff team with him. They were better then. Yeah, so he if, had 17 wins one year, did he not? 
or we can check if we care. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll move into so we've got a big IL that we're going to cover tonight. So this is the Acuna mention that we did talk on earlier. So you know something may have happened today. We'll find out. You probably know by the time you're listening to this. Christian Pache is already on the IL. So the Atlanta outfield moving forward now will include Ender and Ciarte. And Ty has an update on Mr. Two times 16 game winner, no 17 win season. There, do you, does it happen to – do you have his age handy? I don't Where is he in his 30s? I already closed the tab. He's old. Yeah. He is, he is old. He's not quite – Is he Jed uh, Lowry old or is he Pujols old? I think he's Jed Lowry old. Okay. Yeah, he, and he's definitely not Bartolo Colon old. Right, yeah. So, or But Tom either Brady way, old. so let's say, let's say you are the 30th – place team in your 30 team league you might want to wait until you know fan tracks or whatever you're playing on um allows chris tillman as a player in the player pool and then mm-hmm. pick him up like i did I'm Stephen not, wright touching chris tillman well just like i did Stephen wright uh, if you have room on the roster it might not be the worst decision you make this year some leagues allow you to put um any player in the minors we have it in the dynasty league we play in it's called the dynasty league um, I, I named it. I, just, I also named my dog. His name is GR. Stands for Golden Retriever. I just so. don't need an old guy that's going to come in and be a five-zero guy. Give me, an, give me a young guy that's going to be a five-zero guy. Oh, so then you don't like Blake Snell? <laughs> oh, sorry, excellent. five inning guy, I, five inning I guy. That's why. Appreciate what I... you sliding that in there because see, this is why I should I'm have the power of the rim Snell shot. Guy. Like Blake Snell has three good pitches, but I'm I just I, don't like what he does with them. That's my yeah. opinion. I think people are piling on Blake Snell, but I've never owned or, you know, I, we're, we're trying to get away. I got to say this too, Ty. We're, we need to get away from saying that we own players because I think that's not the best thing. So I would say that I've never had the player because I'm we a partner. We partner with the player in our league. Well, like I'm a baseball, I'm a baseball, I'm a fa- fantasy baseball <laughs> manager of my you team. Are a baseball. You're right. You're a baseball. Yeah, I am a baseball. I'm a GD baseball, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's just one of those terms, right? Like that talking about owning a player, like you, you can have, have shares of the player in the sense that like you play in multiple leagues, just like politically correctness for that. So uh, if you guys don't care as the listeners, that's fine. But I'm just, I'm trying to make a little change for myself and saying that I don't own a human, uh, even though it's just for fantasy baseball purposes. And, you know, you get the idea. Um, DeGrom is on the IL, but it looks like it's only going to be for 10 days. And Ty, do you happen to have a little bit of musical accompaniment with this next one because it's time to hop on the Tommy John train. I don't, but I have a great idea for a graphic and sound that I'm going to insert into future episodes. So we'll get All right. to that eventually. So if you want to have your finger on the pulse of those graphics that you showed me earlier, um, Zach Gallen, Tommy John surgery, his stock up, down, buy, sell, hold. What do you think? Definitely, it's high? I'm definitely in a sell. A sell on Gallon. I was I was never super high on Gallon. How about you? Uh, I was only pleasantly surprised by him. So no, but, he but was are, one of the guys you, that. I, are you buying, no, selling, or holding though? I I would hold on Gallon because I hold. Yeah, hold our <laughs> hold our. <laughs> and if you're not seeing because you're listening to the podcast, um, check us out on YouTube. Just because we switched from Zoom because we had a lot of audio issues to Streamyard, and one of the things Streamyard offers us is the ability to put it on YouTube. Absolutely. And one of the things I just want to say, like moving forward, YouTube's going to go up really quickly. So if you want the early access to episodes, YouTube will be the place. So make sure you head over there and subscribe. Um, audio Dingers. Will come out usually the day after. Dingers pod on YouTube. So um, moving ahead, uh, LeJay 
LJ. LJ. LJ staying on the Tommy John train. But he's moving to Pete, you know, TJ. LJ to TJ. Oh, okay. See what I mean? Okay. Hey, hey, I did an okay. Yeah. Now, now, Dustin May. What do you do with Dustin May, guy that's already ahead of the clock? He's on Tommy John. Young guy. Wait, if you remember, he's the guy with the super tight pants. Um, and, and the Huge red hair, hair yeah. that throws really, really excellent pitches. Uh, what do you do with him? I mean, so, to me, this is a huge buy. It's a buy all day, every okay. day for me. Get in there, go get him. Kids too young, uh, stuff's too good. Just go find it. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the buy. And the reasoning for me is it's going to be a speculative in my leagues where I know I need pitching. So I'm in, I'm in two keep forever dynasties. So no contracts, nothing, just you know, you got the guys. And you got them. And both of my leagues, I have pretty decent hitting lineups. I don't have a lot of depth as far as MLB level, but I love my hitting prospects. And this is one of those ones where you got to go and find those guys that love the prospects. And if they own Dustin May, they probably do, right? Because he's a on the cusp, up and in guy. So you might be able to take your, I don't know who, I won't, I won't give the examples right now because I can't think of the easiest ones from the hitting side, but I would look to think of some type of top 40 type hitting prospect and look and see what's going on with them at their levels. Because I have, I've said before, I don't think anybody should be making big prospect trades this month, but if you are trading away your prospects to get a Dustin May, I think that's a much safer bet than if you are say trading away Tristan cases or trading for Tristan cases or trading for um, Nate Pearson. You're not trading for prospects because they're going to ha- be more volatile. But if you're trading away a prospect to get something that you know of, it's more of a proven commodity, right? 80% of your trades, 80% of your trade winners long-term are probably, I like that I just said 80% and then it's probably, I just ruined it. Mm. But it, it's more than likely the guy that gets the MLB player, the proven talent, because it's already there. So many yeah. things can happen. So Dustin well, May, we know can pitch. We know can pitch at the MLB level. So let me ask you this. This is this is the the trade you get offered. You're a Dustin May owner, okay? Somebody offers you Vidal Bruyon. Who you who are you taking? Are you holding? Or are uh, you are you making that trade? I'm Dustin May, on that one. Yeah, I'm not making that trade. Well, and I, and I think there's still so much uncertainty around Vidal Bruyon. Like I know everyone's super jacked up about him. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of getting jacked up about him because of what he's doing so far in AAA. But you know, I, I'm still Dustin May is a generational pitching talent. Whether he can located or not that's still what we have to see from him um but the stuff is and i've said this before stuff might be the best in major league baseball right now and when people when people talk about winning leagues and you're like oh like how did you win your league there's all those strategies right like you can do the rp strategy you can do the um draft the bats uh sign the pitchers or trade for the pitchers or whatever it's always like anti-pitcher right they want to have the least in in involvement in it or investment sorry in pitching but when they want to win they want all of it so if you can go right now and get dustin may it's a total buy low scenario for you if you can afford the roster spot now some people are gonna say i don't care i can throw them on my il but depending on how your league works out as far as talking you could also say to them um yeah but then in the off season he's going to be one of your roster spots so yeah just Definitely. yeah, just cautious on that. So anyway, on to Edwin Rios, um, infielder outfielder with the Dodgers as well. Shoulder surgery, he's out for the rest of the year. Somebody that we didn't really look or invest much into, um, with good reason, I think. Ty, this is somebody that we just saw at every position with the Dodgers where he could go fit in. There's someone that looks like an actual future 
talents. So I think Absolutely. this could hurt his future yeah, and shoulder injuries. Got to be a sell, right? I mean, that's a no brainer. I think he's got to be the guy you're looking to get rid of at this point. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like he could land it. Like I'm not, I don't want to go get him until he lands somewhere else because I, I really think this will be the end of his 40 man roster spot. There's just too much talent coming in LA like to, to hold on to that spot. So um speaking of a guy that has too much talent we haven't seen in a while is Yelich, right i mean this is a guy that's been on the injury train for what feels like forever these days if you're a Yelich owner uh luckily i'm not uh, feel for you i feel for the Yelich owners out there because you were expecting big things and he came back and obviously too soon um and he gone but it's um, one of those things too this is this is a good fantasy lesson though right like you don't bet on mvps who had one good season and one good season alone right so you know, Yelich has some talent. They bat the ball tools good. I still don't think we're going to see the power numbers that we saw um, in that MVP level season. Yeah. And then next to Tampa Bay, Kevin Kiermeyer injured. Um, uh, anybody shocked? No, nobody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks out until at least mid June. And this tie we talked about beforehand. I'm, we'll talk about another show because we're just, we're, we got a lot but to talk about. Can but we just say Cody Whitley. Cody Whitley. Say it with me out loud. I told you about him months ago. Cody, Cody Whitley. Whitley. Okay. Cody Whitley. So I out for Cody Whitley. Also, um, future topic for a show. What is the worst thing you can do as a dynasty owner? Yep. And on that list is RPs as reclamation projects. So um, <clears throat> San Diego has some COVID issues on the team. Guys up and down. Tatis, they're bringing up, calling up all sorts of different dudes. It's it is a wonky time. Um, Ty, do you think that this could happen with a few more teams this year? Like, how is it that everyone isn't vaccinated to the point that this doesn't happen? But since since we're already in it, we don't need to worry about that part. Do you think this might happen with more teams? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the interesting one in our next one, Glaber Torres, who was actually vaccinated uh, and fully vaccinated, yeah. came up with COVID. So, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about false tests as well, too. Like, I, I mean. You know, it's been kind of out of the news for a while, like the false positive kind of conversation around rapid testing, et cetera. So how much of this is related to that? I, I don't know. I think MLB is being overly cautious, right? Especially after the Justin Turner thing. Like I think MLB is just saying, cool, it looks like you might have it. There's an outside shot. See you later. You've been diagnosed. And I, and I think there's something to be said about their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, acceptance of it, right? It's just, if, if it even looks like, oh, it, like you're, a, you're right, a, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, they're not. They're not going to tolerate anybody who's um, not just towing that line as quickly yeah. as he can. So uh, another guy, Romuto with Philly, he's out COVID related as well. Um, Franklin Barreto is a Tommy John um, victim here. So Barreto, member of the KBO. Well, yeah, that's that was my next point on it. Was Franklin Barreto is another good reason why you don't go nutso for prospects. And in the offseason, even myself, I spent a lot of time looking up J2 guys and the rabbit holes. I mean, if you listen to the offseason, you know how much time I spent trying to find a video on someone who was signed so that I could say, okay, this is what I see. Yes, they're signed at 16 or 17. The videos from when they were 15. And then I'm looking and reading, you know, reading what's up in Baseball America, looking to see what people are saying to form an opinion, to pass that opinion on to you. So that you can then decide, do I want to do this or do I not? Well, Franklin Barreto is a J2 um, with the Blue Jays traded for Brett Laurie a long time ago, you know, kicking around Oakland up and down and all around. And 
it it just you know it hasn't happened for the guy like it doesn't mean he's not talented but like you have to think of prospects as a commodity and Beretta was someone who should have been sold by everybody a long time ago even at a loss when you look at what's now happened as far as like Sh- recouping fantasy value Alex Anthopoulos who saw this 10 years yeah. ago basically right? <laughs> yeah. made the first move to yeah. yeah to move him out and got that Donaldson of the athletics using Franklin Burrow. yeah I think I said four four Laurie but it was yeah Bretto Laurie yeah anyway um CJ Cron who had finally kind of righted the ship a few Colorado um or sorry a few early weeks in Colorado were leaving fantasy owners upset but backstring now I'm concerned for rest of the season with him and it's a one-year deal so career-wise treat Cron like you did before he signed in Colorado but I'm concerned because I know how my back feels when I injure it. And if I'm only out for 10 days, uh, I am not healed. So a professional athlete, their body, I'm assuming, Ty, would take more time. You're a professional athlete, Ty, or at least the body of a professional athlete. Yeah, um, my wife would not agree with you on that statement. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, either I mean, way, I, I know for me, it's going to take forever. Like I just played catch with my kid today and we were just tossing a tennis ball back and he missed all, all of them. Um, but he asked me what a fastball was. So I fired one. And I can still feel it. So um, well, the arm, the arm is maybe in the professional conversation, but every other part of the body, not so. Well, not like so the, the back tighten, you know, for all of it. Anyway. Uh, so here's another one. That's a little uh, scary update for us. Mike Soroka, Atlanta brave starting pitcher, exploratory Achilles surgery. Yep. Something's not going right. Okay. And well, he's and young. Get the stat real, real quick stat. Yeah. yeah. These injuries. Like it's some crazy number. Like, 70 percent or i forget this is years ago i read in a textbook that like 70 percent of people who have an achilles injury often have an achilles injury to the other one because of like the imbalance in your body so just so, like an interesting fact to know about achilles injuries i will say this my my female dog nora um last year we did not a hip replacement but we did the equivalent of like an acl for her for a dog and when you do it for a dog you don't um what they do is they like move something around and then basically eliminate it so it's kind of like a a pitcher that would you know like um what's his nuts uh the blue jay the former blue jay uh knuckleballer uh dicky thank you um you think you think a guy who who's trying to say straight to the dick several times in a podcast could remember dicky but anyway um he he lost you know or didn't have something in there well that's what they do with dogs but when you do it with a dog the potential is also in that rehab period that they'll injure the other side because they're putting more stress on it just like a human will well dogs don't use crutches humans have the ability to do crutches so it's suspect as to has he not been rehabbing properly or pushing it or whatever so anyway this is just like a wait and see on him but but if i own him i'm holding him in dynasty i am 100 percent not going to go and sell mike soroka at this point in time because the value is not there and if somebody's approaching me it would have to be like an active starting pitcher that i believe in beyond this year like i basically just getting back the value i would want from soroka and they're like well i think the long term might be there but i would want one plus year of usefulness last guy on this here um is 2021 mlb draft prospect right-handed pitcher gunner hogland from old miss he's 21 years old ty getting tommy john he is you'll like this ty 6'4 220 had almost a 40 percent k rate in 20 innings in 2020 um and or sorry just over 20 innings in 2020 and a 1.16 era so he was projected in pardon me so he's a closer then 
<laughs> well, it was 2020, so he didn't get to pitch. So Mason McRae would be the guy to talk to on this, but I don't know where he was on Mason's board, but different things that I had read had him going between eight with the Rockies and nine, I believe it was the Rangers were the two that I had seen. So we know that Tommy John surgery has come a long way. We were talking with Brian on clubhouse before about the same thing. And he felt the same way. Um, I think he's still going to be going in the first round. I don't think he's going to be incentivized to go back to old miss to pitch one year from today at the earliest. Um, I think he's going to take MLB an MLB contract probably below slot um, hopefully not with an ALEs team because he looks like a K machine. So that's just another injury for us to all. Yeah, I think he's going to be below slot if he's in the top 10. I think he he might have to go above slot if he's later because he might say, listen, like I, I'm deserving of top 10 money. And, and if you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to go back, right? Just to make sure he has. Well, I don't think he's going to get the pitch though. Why not? Because if he he's goes back. Tommy John right now, like he's not going to be back. He'd have to be starting... a senior. So he'd have to get a regular season as a senior in 2023. That's why I think this is like a unique situation for him where he'll probably still happen. sign. I'm not familiar with the injury it's, timeline. It's fresh. It's fresh. Like today, mm -hmm. yesterday, this week like, kind of thing? Yeah, like new news. Yeah, like May. So, yeah, so he's he's a year and a half. Yeah, you're probably right because that gets him, that gets him close to – well, I shouldn't say that like I get because he's not going to pitch this upcoming fall, right? Right. So at, at the just, earliest, it would be next – may so college season's already rolling like so that's why i feel like he's just going to take an mlb deal we'll have to see but we just wanted to mention it because you but know I'll, we got our finger on the pulse we're watching the guys who are not yet pros year, and he's just showing hints of it like he could still go early in the draft so it'll be interesting that's this is a really interesting conversation i'd love to get mason yeah on it. yeah so that's definitely something for a future pod but again like i just said we are on the the we've got it we've got it we're looking at the guys who aren't even drafted by MLB teams yet. We're also talking about Pujols. We got everybody. Um, Ty, who's hot? Luke Voigt. Why? Because he's healthy. <laughs> yeah. For how yeah, long, we, we don't know. But he's back well, and we love it. It's funny. I was in a group on Clubhouse when we were talking about uh, the Yankees and, and everyone was crapping on them. And I was like, listen, like Yankees have an extremely soft schedule coming up. They're going to get back to 500 really quickly. When do you know they're very close to it now if they haven't already eclipsed it? Um, I haven't actually checked their record in a day or two, but I know they were get they were 17 and 19, I think last time I saw it. So they got to be really close, um, today. Uh, but, but, you know, definitely, I mean, Luke Vogt can hit, like, there's no, there's no question about it. Like he, the guy, the guy's a lumber stick just out there. You know, <laughs> okay. Ty, I want to, I, I want to make you feel good. Okay. The best player the last two weeks in fantasy baseball five by five is Jordan Alvarez. Yeah, it is. I want you to feel good for a moment. So in 50 at-bats, so last two weeks, he's got a 400 average, five dingers, 14 runs, but only eight RBIs. Yeah, but that's so. because that's because Bregman's ahead of him, knocking in all the runs. Like, Bregman's also been hot in that window. So Bregman doesn't have the power numbers that Jordan has, but he has, like, four solo bombs, right? So that's the thing, is that Bregman has been ruining it for everyone. And this is five by five, of course. So runs, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, and average. So if you're OBP... Um, if you use an OPS, if you're doing strikeouts, if you're doing walks, things change slightly. We're just doing five by five because it makes it well, kind of simple. And the best part about Jordan is that he can lift a fly ball to left field and it goes into the Crawford box because he's just such a big human, right? Like he just flips it out to left field in Houston and it's a free home run. Like he almost did it in Tampa on what was a pitch he was just protecting the outside corner on. And I forget who's playing left field for the Rays that night, but he caught it right in that little weird short corner in Tampa Bay. 
and it it would have went out if the outfielder wasn't there. But like the guy just flicked it, like he, he barely even right. hit it. Like it wasn't even an attempt to drive the ball. It was just protecting the outside corner, and it almost went out. That's this guy's just so good, and and people are still sleeping on how good this guy is. Like he he might be, and this is a stretch, but he might be. So this is a stretch, but finish your sentence. <laughs> but he could be the best hitter in baseball. Hitter, like pure hitter. Like he's that kind of guy. Mm. Like whether he can sustain that or not, that's the question mark, right? Like we saw a brief window of it. We're seeing it again. And and now the the, the conversation has to be, is Jordan Alvarez the best hitter in baseball? Like that's, Well, not that's here on Dingers started. tonight though, Ty. Because I just, I, know, I was going to say the top I 10. I was going to say the top 10 hitters. I was going to say the top 10 pitcher so that everybody got an idea of what was going on and discussed the relevant names but now and i'm not saying that he is i'm just saying it's oh, the man. question that has to be asked That's <laughs> okay it. okay we'll ask it we will why don't we put that on twitter i want and, to, I and want do to that. see it on twitter uh okay so the second best hitter isaiah kiner felipe my god he's just haunting <laughs> me from cutting him uh adoldis garcia with texas obviously texas has been hot um then you've got teoscar hernandez which is nice to see josh rojas with arizona we mentioned him on the waiver episode i hope everybody got shares where they needed him trevor story always good to see a stud being a stud bo bichette xander bogarts same thing rymel tapia doing it the colorado way right high average um getting some rbis and a few runs in but stolen bases are big for him right now four in the last two weeks the 10th guy is jd martinez ty talked about this in the offseason you know, forgive it, right? Forgive the 60 game blip with him last year. Looks like he's back and rolling. And then a couple honorable mentions with Marcus Simeon. Good to see that he has, you know, recouped and like he's got his, his, and, and he's got his groove back. Right, driving the ball to right field, like a right center has been his little spot. Professional hitter. Yeah. yeah it's, it, well, it's something we haven't seen from him in past. So that's, it's enlightening to see it. And also Jared Walsh, who we talked a lot about in the offseason, is somebody who was kind of like found money in any of your leagues where you happened to get him last year. Andrew so McCutcheon. Let me ask you, sorry, let me ask you this because yeah. it came up in another – again, I'm going back again, Clubhouse. You, and, I, and we're we're going to have to stop saying Clubhouse because people are going to hate us, but yep. I know, but somebody suggested <laughs> selling at the peak, and I and I agreed. Like I think it's a sell, and I know you're a little bit more in the Jared Oh, yeah, Walsh I'm not I'm not going to sell Walsh now. No way. I just no think way would you, I be selling you got him for free, and I think you can profit big time. Yeah, and, I think – to me, he's just found money that I'm keeping. It's it's like when you um, somebody gives you a boat and then you clean it up <laughs> and then and then you sell the well, boat or you just go point, fishing with a boat that you like all the time. A time going fishing with Jared Walsh boat all the time. <laughs> the, the point that I made though is that if you have Jared Walsh as your starting first baseman, odds are you have Josh Bell or some other first baseman that sucks, right? Like that that's the reality, right? Is is Jared Walsh was a backup plan that you hedged your bet on. You did not pick up Jared Walsh to be your number one guy. I have Ryan McBroom. (laughs) Yeah. And then I found Jared Walsh. So if there are other owners out there who are like, I'm taking a chance on, you know, these other kind of scrubby type guys that I want the good things from. And then Jared Walsh came out and saved you. You're not doing it. But if you're on the side of what Ty is saying, there's obviously it's a good time to sell in that. that So top 10 pitchers, Ty. John Means, this last two weeks as well. And five by five. So we're including wins, saves, strikeouts, ERA, and whip. So you're going to know a few of these names without me saying them, but I'm going to do it because it's it's a cool list, right? John Means, Garrett Cole, Aroldis Chapman, Alex Reyes, closer for Cardinals, Madison Baumgartner, Dylan Cease, Max Scherzer, Carlos Rodon, who's now day-to-day, Jake Diekman with Oakland, and Jose Urquidy. Love that list, Ty. It's everything. 
it's it's like closers who were supposed to be top prospects it's international signing chapman excuse me still dominating it's who is jake diekman you know it's jose iriquati like bonus in your deep league we talked about this last season but don't be surprised by deepen yes so we've talked we've talked about the fact that we like stuff but it's just like to the world right when the guys can do things for two weeks that's when they start to get a little bit of a platform but i love seeing madison baumgartner on the list he's been so good i love seeing scherzer because i do own scherzer in a few spots i've you know the leagues in which i am the most competitive i own scherzer or cole and i love seeing that on this but anyway just outside of that is like Lance McCullers, who's had a couple good starts, Ian Kennedy, and of course Wade Miley and and Hader. It's the list is great. Like it's it's very entertaining to look at it. Um, but I thought it was worthy to mention, you know, who's hot now, who's cold. Philip Evans with Pittsburgh is a real easy one for us to just say. He's also hurt now. But we talked about this just like we could say with Akil Badu. We could go through all of the um guys that were really hot the first three weeks of April, and we saw some big trades and things like that. I think it's really, really important, <clears throat> excuse me, for everyone to keep in mind that the people who do projections, people who you trust for drafting, if it's us, if it's others, if we have made mistakes, if you are, you know, suffering because we said this, that, or the other, you know, you can hit us up at Diggers Pod, hit me at Robbie Baseball One or Ty at Tourney Boss and say, okay, so like this was your thought. What what's the scenario? Let's have a discussion on the next podcast about players who maybe we liked and we aren't seeing the results today. Um, that would be a good conversation. Have. You know, Sean Doolittle was somebody that I was saying, hey, this might be someone, right? He hasn't been good, bad, or otherwise, but he also hasn't been doing what I thought he was going to do, right? Like he's barely pitching. Um, you know, it's just, it's certain things just aren't working, but there are also guys who I was like, you're taking a shot on him, right? We're not talking about whoever top 10 player as somebody we don't like, but let's get into you know, the fun part of this here, Ty, call-ups. We're starting to see a lot of them. Um, my most disappointing one to this point has been Daniel Lynch with Kansas City in three starts, eight innings pitched, including the one today as we're recording on a Wednesday. Only seven Ks, 15-plus uh, ERA, and he's not ready. He's he's, he's not, not ready. ready. I, I couldn't believe they brought him up, in my opinion. Like, I'm shocked. I don't know what the scenario was in KC where they were like, this is the time. Um, because Seattle only a week later is calling up Logan Gilbert and just listening to my mentor, Jerry DePoto talk about Logan Gilbert coming up and Jared Kelnick, or as he calls him JK. So and, I've never heard me, that for let Kelnick. Me, let me, let me say something. Cause I, th- I think this is the stuff that sometimes we miss. Um, that's the actual baseball side of things. So it is funny that all of these players are getting called up. And then today, the report came out that Tony Clark is filing 500 yeah. million worth of grievances from last season. So it'll be really interesting to see if this is the owners playing that game and saying, listen, like we see the problem, you know, we're making adjustments, you know, it was this, da, 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 right. And it's, it's that justification to in it, in a you know, arbitration type scenario where they're like, we made an effort, you know, before the deadline kind of thing. And so, the Super 2's now passed, right, Ty? That's the other thing that used to be. Yeah. Like, that was the Chris Bryant thing. We knew yeah. X number of days into the season, and then when that day passed, Chris Bryant's up. You know, other guys are up. So Jared Kelna coming up, he's already talked about it, right? Like, he he has said, my agent and I had conversations, and as soon as it was stated that I wouldn't sign the deal, I was essentially told I won't be up to start the season. Yeah, And, like, so that is 
unofficial information that tells us there's a problem. And and like this is again, this is another podcast. They do need to make that change. Like you well, have well, to get rid of player suppression. But with Kalinic, though, I think it's a little different. And I think people are using that one as the example, which isn't right because well, it's public. Games, but he, he made it public. Games played, though, for it to be the one that you hang Ah, uh, But that's not fair because he missed 150 minor league games last year. That's not his fault. No, it's not. But at the same time, like, there's still a progression. There's still a, a sample of actual gameplay where the other team is thinking. Yeah. Right? It's one thing for the organization itself in an alternate site to say, listen, this kid looks like he's ready. It's a totally different thing to put him up against real, like hitting. Like, and, and the opposite side of that is D Daniel Lynch, right? Like they saw him in an alternate site all last year and like, hey, this kid can pitch. Well, guess what? This is the other team game planning for him outside of their little think tank. And now like Lynch is getting lit up. So there's three times. On the, yeah. Yeah. There's just all I'm trying to say is there's an argument on the other side. It's not to say, it's yes, right yes, wrong. sorry. It's just to say, like, there's actual baseball decisions involved. It's not just, hey, this is a contract thing, right? And I think that's where we all go to immediately. And it's like, listen, like, strategy is part of baseball. There's millions and millions of prospects that have failed because they couldn't outthink the scenario at the major league level, right? At the same time, though, Ty, you're a businessman. If you can have five years of something or six years of something, and in order to get a sixth year, you will miss out on the first less than 20% of something. Are you yes. not thinking, well, I'm going to make that move? Like, that's the business of it, too. So that's why no, it's easy for us to see it and because say it. Because the business side, though, and if you look at the history of Seattle, they, they're not afraid to spend money. Like, they're not an organization that are, like, tight with the pocketbooks. They spend money. They always have. Um, and so I think that's part of it. But the other part of it, too, is that, like, if the guy's not ready, then why would you pay him? Because if the guy is ready then he's going to sell more tickets, right? And you're going to win more games. And then if he's that good, you're going to re-sign him, right? That's okay. the reality of homegrown talent. But if you if he's not ready, and he, and he has to know that too, because if he's not ready, then he's going to be a problem for your major league team. That's a different animal altogether. Okay, well, let's talk about this part of, of both of these guys. So Kelnick's up, he's 21, high school guy, drafted in 18. Um, it, the list of successful High school or J2 outfielders up at his age the last five years is Acuna Soto off the top of my head. Um, I don't know that he's in that company because that is elite company. Um, so I'm not saying he's a bust. That's not that's not at all what I'm talking about here. But do you think he could take off like Soto? Do you think he, sorry, do you think he will? Not not could he? Of course he could. Do you think he will take off like a Soto did? Uh, in 19 in 18 or do you think this is going to be a slow burn learning curve scenario because he doesn't have lineup protection i i feel like he could be more pete alonzo light like power numbers are good but strikeout numbers are there right i just and i think okay. lineup protection's one thing but like soto like from a contact perspective is is easily the best of the young players like bat to ball skill set right like there's not another young guy that is as good at putting the bat on the baseball as Soto is. There's other guys that have crazy balance of power and other things involved in their game. But yeah. Soto is for sure the best hit tool guy on the planet at under 25. No questions. Okay. So Logan Gilbert is 24 college drafted guy. Um, I, I think he's up listening to, again, listening to my mentor, Jerry DePoto. Uh, he's down 2-0 right now. Gave up a bomb to the Franimal. 
Um, and, and then a couple of dink and dumps from the rest of that Cleveland line. They're down to nothing right now. It could have happened to anybody. Yep. Um, <laughs> but what, what DePoto talked about was that Gilbert is here now. Gilbert is part of our rotation. Gilbert's going to get 20 starts the rest of the season, and he should end up the year somewhere around 120 innings or so. So I think if you are a fantasy – or sorry, if you are a dynasty owner who does not have Logan Gilbert but is not in a position where you think you're competitive this year and you've got some of those Max Scherzer – like if you've got a high-end guy, I don't think you're going to get him for Baumgartner. I think that's you know that's a weird trade if you were able to work it. But I would look to give up somebody who would have two or fewer years of potential dominance left for a Logan Gilbert type where they're going to be given the door because his raw tools are there to be successful. His ballpark is there and his defense behind him is good enough. Yes, everybody can always be better, but it's good enough. You've got a gold glove first baseman. You've got a pretty solid third baseman in Seager and shortstop Crawford is good. Um, you can make it work with a Logan Gilbert, a slow, steady improvement. I would pay, I would buy him and I would pay the pony on him personally. Would you, would you trade Carlos Rodon this season? I would for... trade Carlos Rodon anytime. Oh, I yeah. absolutely would tie. I have Carlos no Rodon faith. Is filthy right now. But I just have no faith in him. And he's, he's listed as day to day. I don't know what happened, but he's listed day to day. Um, so anyway, from carrying the white, from carrying the white that's good. <laughs> you need the rim shot, but at the, um, so just a few others to note. These, these are more for us to all watch, but just so you guys know, if you're in a lot of leagues, maybe you're not paying as much attention as you should, but more recently, Trevor Larnick has been called up with Minnesota because of injuries. JB Bukoskis with Arizona has done fine so far. William Contreras with Atlanta is up again, the catcher. Uh, Jason Vossler, who we did have a listener who I appreciate, and I apologize for not recalling the name who said when we did the San Francisco breakdown, hey man, you forgot Vossler. He's got he's got potential. And I looked into it and I thought he's kind of an empty average guy to me, but he's up with San Fran right now. Have your eyes on him in two 30 team leagues. He was unowned. I picked him up in one because I had a roster spot. And after I did the work, I thought, hey, maybe average is going to work. It's an eight by eight daily league. I thought, hey, maybe his average is going to work. And if San Fran's rolling, he could, you know, it could work out, right? So he's on my uh, on on my roster in, in one league. Uh, Zach Lothar with Baltimore. You know, this has been, it's Baltimore, like temper expectations, right? Um, Eric Haas with Detroit. Ty, I put this on specifically because you said there was a dude in your office who was pumped when Haas came to Detroit. Uh, over a year ago so he's there he's there the savior has come i don't even remember who that was but whoever it was shame it was just someone in your, you you made a mention to me because you thought it was funny uh cody potet i hope i'm saying that right a right-handed pitcher I, with I miami not and we should continue to call him whatever you just said what if i called him potit i think that's better okay potit with P -O I hope he's like i hope he's like five foot seven <laughs> I hope he's not for his sake, but either way, he's an MLB pitcher. Now he's up with, with Miami also like, Oh, nowhere. You know, he was on waivers in a 30 team points league. And if you know anything about large points leagues, all the pitchers are gone all the time. Uh, Lee is up with the Mets in the outfield and James Caprillion, who I have on this list high simply because he got a little cup of tea last year. I was very happy to see that he was healthy and up. I thought RP possible seventh, eighth inning guy all over. Oakland's looking to make him a starter, and I'm I'm happy to see that. So his value is way down simply because he's kicked around for so long. 
Um, he was one of those guys that would have been like a top 150 prospect before a lot of injury trouble. And then he just like fell way further down big lists and things like that. So he's somebody who has talent, has a lot of injury history, and could possibly be somebody to discuss in trades. These are all guys on the up, right? Guys who are there, guys who have opportunity. Um, Ty, do you want to lead the charge on the depression part of this? The demotions? Yeah, I the- mean, there, there's, yeah. I mean, I talked about this a couple of years ago with Keston Hira. And there's a hitch in the swing. Powers, power is there, right? Like there's there is power in Keston Hero, but there is a Anthony Elford style uh hitch here. Yikes. Also, Anthony Elford has been <laughs> um, yeah. but you know, definitely, you know, Kira, I, I've been concerned, I remain concerned, and and I'm staying away from Hira. I'd rather be wrong on the bounce back here than take the risk of spending the prospect capital needed to get him. Nate Pearson's kind of in the similar spot right now on the pitching side. Uh, I need, and I've said this, I need the changeup. I need to see it because without the changeup, he's not a major league starter, right? I need to see that improvement. I need to see some location tightened up. Um, There's way too many good pitchers in the Toronto organization for them to be taking a risk on Pearson who doesn't appear to be able to, to hit the broadside of a barn. So that's an issue. Franklin Prez cannot hit a broadside of a barn. We talked about him earlier, not because he can't throw it to the to the spot, but because his shoulder's broken and he can't throw anything. So um, that that's an unfortunate break for Franklin Prez, who did have some upside coming through the minors. It's sad to see. It does happen. It is a baseball game that causes injury. Robbie. Hot off the presses, Ty. I've got another one. It's not a demotion. It's an injury, but it's to a – Highly touted prospect that we talked about on one of the last two episodes. Um, it was a question somebody had asked us that we went through, and it's about uh, D-backs prospect Corbin Carroll. He is out rest of season, shoulder surgery. So we talked about bodies and how they work and you know things like that. Um, this one hurts for all the Corbin Carroll owners out there. We talked about uh, the fact there could be power issues. Well. I will just immediately go back because that's what my brain does here, Ty. I hear shoulder issue. I think, uh, remember the time Trevor Story's power was zapped for a year while he was trying to get himself right from shoulder surgery. And if it lines up properly, which it should for Corbin Carroll, he'll get to come back as his normal self next year. But this one hurts all the owners out there who have him who thought this is going to be something good, you know, power outfield, blah, 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 blah. I've been pumping the brakes on him for a while. This is not the time to sell now. Now you're stuck with Corbin Carroll. This is um, yep. you're in the- Akil Badu pre. <laughs> you're in the hole door. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just love that. I was trying to figure out so the much thumbs up with that image. Yeah, he's he's happy, yeah. right? Like <laughs> I've never seen hole door. If if you don't know what we're talking about, just go on YouTube. Um, whatever this episode's called in your podcast feed, it'll hold be something door. similar. It's just gonna be hold, called hold okay. the door. For hold sure. the door. So you'll have to do dingers. Hold the door. And it, yeah. we should pop up and then, yes, like and subscribe. And, and, uh, and for those of you listening on the podcast instead of the YouTube channel, you're missing out on, on the whole graphic that has Hodor uh, from Game of Thrones, just in case you're you're looking for that. Yeah, just uh, look at minute one or whatever, uh, an hour and seven minutes into this. Yeah, and yeah. then you'll find it. So, uh, But anyway, that was the last bit that I had, Ty, as far as um, extra news to come. And we covered a lot tonight. You know, we we... We went through a lot. We didn't dive in deep to a subject, which 
I kind of like that we didn't we didn't do it's that good. tonight. It was refreshing to do a brain dump. We haven't done that in a while, so it was yeah it was nice to just get it out there. And we get a lot of questions on Twitter. Don't don't hesitate to you know ask them. We love when we ask. Please tag at Dinger's Pod in your question. Both Ty and I will get it, and we can do good things like reply. Of course, we can comment on it if you're looking just like, what do you think about this deal? Um, we can post up a poll for you and we can bring it to our own feeds as well. So we love interacting with you. Twitter is the consensus way right now that we can all interact. Ideally, we can start to get into that clubhouse community, of, as we have mentioned, because that's a great way for us to speak verbally. Robbie, how in do person. they find you on that platform? Um, on Clubhouse, you can find me at Robbie Baseball. Yep. And uh, I, that's that's where I will be or at Robbie Baseball and I will pop up or just like look for Fantasy Baseball Club yeah. and we are there. You'll see the blue brain that you see on the podcast right now. That's us. Follow us and then we will schedule events. We do the fab. Um, I don't know if we're going to do that on Clubhouse because it's not the best format for that, but yeah, we're but working on finding the right ways to interact there. I think we're going to do more Q&A around the fab on Sundays. I think that's the right way yeah. to do it. Um, but, but AMAs. Because Clubhouse is an invite only, like if you're listening to this, be sure to message us. We have invites we can send you. There's only so many people that have the luxuries that we have on Clubhouse to send almost unlimited invites. So be sure to get at us. We'll send you those things and you can get access uh, to the app through that um, because not everyone is as cool as we are. So, Robbie, I think that's a great (laughs) spot to end it. And in typical Clubhouse fashion, it's been Rob and Tyler and we're done speaking.